Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giulio, Midday Show here on WIP. Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. Get you aboard. We'll get back to your phone calls here in a second on Nick Sirianni, whether or not you're fully sold. I mean, obviously, he's done a nice job in his two years, but I'm, I'm, I still have reservations here about Sirianni after that Super Bowl and uh, with losing all these assistants around him. But, you, before we get back to everything, let, let's talk about uh, one of the biggest name free agents. I wouldn't say position is the biggest name or, or his you know, play is the biggest, but Miles Sanders is an interesting free agent for the Eagles, and every time he's asked, like he's almost begging to come back here. Yesterday I put it on Instagram – Quote, I love Philly. Just bring me back. I hope they bring me back. Great place to play, man. I get it. And he understands. I think what you're dealing with is a guy who understands the position that he's in. He plays a position that is not highly valued in the mm-hmm. NFL as a whole. And why go somewhere? I think he's kind of looking at it. Why go somewhere and and get more money, maybe, and play somewhere where you're, where you're not having fun, not having an opportunity to win, and just stay here, maybe take a haircut. And just stay here and, and potentially be, you know, in a, in a Super Bowl run next year. Playoff run, most definitely. Yeah, I do appreciate that he wants to come back. I'm just very skeptical they'll give him any money. I mean, they, they like, if, if this was a different kind of offseason where maybe they had $15 million, $20 million in cap room and they didn't have many free agents, I'd say, all right, whatever. If he wants to come back for, like you said, you know, a little pay cut, I'm in. Or, you know, not a big market deal. I'm in. But with all the guys they have to resign, I can't see them allocating anything for him. No. I don't think that even, you know, and no disrespect to him because I think he did a, he had his best year he here this last year. No disrespect to him, but I don't think he factors into their long-term plans. Mm-mm. I think that they, if, if anything, you want to try to, as much as you possibly can, upgrade that position. There's some running backs in this draft, man. Not saying you're going to get them in the first round, but there's some pretty good running backs in this draft. Well, there are. And, and you think about it, Hugh, when they, when they have young players that are about to be free agents, they, if they want to keep them, they lock them up early. Dallas pretty, Goddard pretty got locked up, yeah. right? Maddox got locked up. They do this all the time. Jordan Mailata got locked up. Like, it really gets to the point where they have a player that's a free agent that they want to keep. It'd be done already. I mean, if, if they really wanted him here, I think it'd be done already. But Miles obviously wants to back. Kyle, what are you thinking on Miles? I see you. Get out of here. I, I, I'm done with Miles even if he wants to take a pay cut. I just don't think he's that good. I, he has a fumbling problem. He doesn't like to hit the hole. We know that the wheel that turns the machine of this running offense is Jalen Hurts. So put any decent running back back there behind that offensive line next to Jalen Hurts, we can easily replace Miles Sanders' production. See ya. I agree. Even, and that's him coming off his best year. And I thought in the playoffs he wore down as well. He wasn't the same player. Let's go back to the phone lines here. Tom's in Dover. Hey, Tom. Tom. Yo, what's, what's up, y'all? What's going on? What's hey, going here on, real quick, man. What's, what's going on at, at the A, man? Y'all done fired McMillan, man. What's that all about? You know what? We were talking about the other day. Like, I think this is stemming from the whole him and Trey Young dust up. Did you see the cryptic tweet that Trey had the other day talking about time is precious or something like that? Don't waste it. So I think I think yeah. it, I think it came from that, man. And they said McMillan was a hell of a coach. He too, was. Man. They say 
He gonna get another job with no problem. No, most definitely. But for whatever reason, man, he didn't he didn't mesh well with Trey. Well, Tom, I thought two years ago when Atlanta played the Sixers in the second round, obviously the uh, the bad he pushed the right buttons. He he outcoached Doc that whole series. <laughs> yeah, he pushed the right buttons. Totally, he sure did. He sure did. Hey, listen, Joe, I, I I like to listen more than I call in, man. But you got me heated today, man, with this Eagles talk. <laughs> you know, Joe. You know, Joe and John and them, man. You know, they was talking Sixers today, so that was kind of like. Took the steam off, man. You know, I was at the game. I spent all that money for the ticket. And I told Kyle when I first called in, what people not really realizing is that, you know, before halftime, we stopped them. They punted the ball to us. We had that drive. Mm Mm-hmm. And the clock management on that drive was terrible. It was horrendous. I'm I'm glad glad you thought it. It was horrendous. I believe that's what lost the game. Because I'm sitting up there arguing with these Kansas City Kansas City fans, and when I say arguing, I mean arguing, you know? And, and that's all they saying is, yeah, we get the ball coming back at, coming back out at halftime. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, if we can score a touchdown right here, it doesn't even matter with him getting the ball back at halftime. But when we only got the three points, and then halftime, and he came and went right on down there, I, I, I kind of like felt like A.J. Brown. Like, you can feel the game fading away, man. You know you could, man, and that's and that's coaching. That ain't the play. That's momentum. That's yeah. momentum, coaching, like a mug. Man. And Tom, there was that's just there was a lack man. of urgency. Like you know, they had fifty something seconds. The clock has stopped. Two timeouts. They run a play. They get the first down, and then twenty seconds just tick off the clock. Like what are we doing? Hey, hey Hugh, let me ask you this: Why in the NFL? And I I, I need to get an understanding of this. If this if it's two minutes and seven seconds before that time, does the offense? I don't think you're wrong, but I think the analytics, the analytics nowadays tell you that in those situations, <laughs> you're just supposed to take, you know, what the offense gives you and not take any chances with the football. Yeah, I don't understand that, man. You got two, you got 207 on the clock. The whole game. Oh, I'm trying to score because I, because my, my, my biggest fear in that game, if I'm coaching, is Patrick Mahomes, uh, like, until the clock runs out, there's, he's a threat to score anytime he touches the football. I said that weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He's a threat to score, so I'm trying to put as many, many, as much points on the board as I possibly can. Definitely. Listen, man, I spent a lot of money, man, in Arizona. A lot. More than I spent in Minnesota. And to get an L, man, it's, it's hurting, man. It ain't. It, let me tell you something, man. This ain't going to hell no time soon. For real. This, no, this, I feel this, you, We was better than them. We was better than them. I don't care what nobody says. We well, Tom, yeah, well, they're favorites and they had a 10-point lead at the halftime. It should have been 14. Tom, we appreciate the phone call. I mean, you, it's, it's interesting, the parallel, because obviously you, you were in Atlanta all those years. The only the only teams to blow 10-point leads at halftime in the Super Bowl are the Atlanta Falcons with Dan Quinn, obviously the 28-3 game, and the Eagles this year. It's just, you're up 10 at the half in the Super Bowl. You're supposed to win that game. And you know what the parallel between both of those guys both of those teams is? Their assistants took the heat. <laughs> yeah, and their quarterbacks were like, fire. Like Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. That's true. Those are two guys that when you watch them play, it's safe to say no lead is safe. Yes. No lead is safe. If you got your foot on their neck, you better keep it there. You got to apply the pressure. And if there's any if, if you if there's any criticism for Coach Sirianni in that two minute that two minute that we were just talking about, mm-hmm. he let the pressure off. 
You can't do that. You got it. Like, listen, man, I'd rather go down in a blaze and then to go out like you know in a whimper. Well, and we like, keep br- we keep bringing it up because it's it's obviously it's it's not that long ago and it's the only Super Bowl here. But Doug Peterson did that. He Doug, five years ago. Doug Peterson went Pushed up against chips into the middle. He of the knew table, it. All in. He knew it. Like if I'm going to beat Brady and Belichick, I got to I got to do everything I got to do. Like I can't leave any stone unturned. And I thought Sirianni did. And look, this isn't just about one game. And I, I think you you've brought up some really good points that he could get better. He'll learn. It was it was a Super. He got bungholeitis, Joe. That that's, and, that's what it and was. You don't want that. In the, you in don't the big game. Won't, You can't. You can't play with tidy butt. <laughs> hold you can't hold play on. With what? What was the first thing he said? Bungholeitis. Thank you. You know, yeah. You can't play with. You can't play with tidy butt, man. You got to go. In is the, is that our mantra in our coaching staff? <laughs> yeah, bungholeitis. Yeah, we won't have that. <laughs> we don't have a bunghole. Can't have a coach that have bungholeitis, man. Can't have it. Can't have it. By the way, he was assembling a staff when he's a head coach in the NFL. So you're the head coach. Uh, Ike's your defensive coordinator. Have you asked Ike yet, or are you just sure he's going to no, accept? No, I, 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 I listen. If I if I tell I hey listen man, we about to get a nice little payday because I'm gonna pay you because I, if I especially if I had control of over yeah. the situation oh yeah we're gonna pay Ike. Ooh. <laughs> so we got Ike defensive coordinator. One of our callers, Jeff in Wilmington, is the get back coach. I'm quality control. Equipment is Kyle, and we think maybe Donovan OC. Well, you know what? I'm thinking, man, because I I haven't heard from Donovan. I might go John Ritchie. We might have a cerebral offense. But we're gonna. Hey, listen, we're gonna all get fired in the year anyway. Is, well is, is, is there, there any chance fired? I can get out of equipment and do something else? I what do you want to do, man? What you want to do? I don't know. Just some kind of some you kind of be, X's and O's role, man. Do you want to be? Do you want to be the work? You want to be the uh, the fitness trainer? You I, I just coach? don't. I don't want to be carrying everyone's shoulder pads around and <laughs> no, getting everyone you're, you're, their the McDonald's. Head, you know, the head equipment guy. You are oh, that dude. You oh. get to hire your staff, dog. It's not like you're gonna be the dude that's actually handing out jock straps and stuff. You're gonna have people to do that. All right, fair enough. You know, unless you want to, you know, you want to do what Bob Lane does. You want to be the PR guy. Yeah, I might. But you know what, though, real talk, I might have to poach Bob from the Eagles. <laughs> we need a good PR. We team. need a big, with this yeah, staff, especially yeah. with me as head coach. Imagine on the you're on the podium after every game. <laughs> yeah, you put your foot in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, a lot. I'm gonna do that anyway. Is you know, my only concern about Richie quickly is: that are we gonna run like a modern <laughs> offense? Are we gonna have a fullback no, out there? I don't Bob, know about a fullback. I mean, Richie, that bothered you. Uh, we might have a running team. I know. I love Richie. I'm just <laughs> I, like, is, is he running a modern, wide open offense? I don't know. I gotta ask him. I gotta ask. All him. right, we gotta get that. We gotta get that figured out. Clem's in Jersey. What's up, Clem? Hi. Hey. Greetings from New Jersey. How are you? How you doing? Hey, Clem. I'm great. I'm awesome. How about yourself? Awesome. We're good. What are you thinking today? You you sold on Sirianni? I'm sold on Sirianni. I am, and I'm going to tell you why. Yes, he's still a new coach, and I think that you're going to see some growing pains. Uh, during the Super Bowl, you're talking about the student going up against the teacher. And considering the the, the width of experience that, it, uh, that Andy Reid brings versus Sirianni, I felt thought the Eagles did pretty well despite the loss. Um, but at the end of the day, the reason why I'm sold on Sirianni is I think that he brings these intangibles that you probably aren't going to get out of a lot of coaches. And that's why people like Miles Sanders and those guys don't want to leave. There's something that he brings into that locker room, a certain culture, that I think is really a bit of benefit to the Eagles. So, yes, we have Cal, we have Jalen, we have the wide receivers, we have all that. But there is something that Sirianni brings that is better and tangible, and that's why I'm sold on him. So I'm hoping that you give him a chance. And <laughs> well, he's, well no, there's, he's, Cal, Cal, there's no I mean, he gets a chance. I'm not running him out of town. I mean, he's obviously the coach here. But, but that, I think you bring up a good point with the intangibles, right? Like the players want to – they got a good culture. That's, yeah, a, that's they, important. And that's, that's very important when you're talking about an NFL Right. Locker. 
Right, right, right. So that's that's why I'm sold on him. And I think that you'll see improvements, you know. Again, it's still a new coach, and you go up against Andy Reid and you lose by a field goal. Yes, we made some mistakes, but that could have been a blowout otherwise. But, you know, he kind of held his own, I thought, for the most part. But, yes, there were some areas that need to be tweaked and worked on, um, not just for a Super Bowl win, but just for the season in general next yeah. year. Yeah, so, that, that's true. And now, and Clem, and listen, we appreciate the phone call. And now he said a great culture, but part of that too, the culture Hugh is is the veterans, right? The Kelseys, the Grams, yes. like the the culture is good, but also he's got good leaders in this yeah. locker room. And 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 see the the leadership in this locker room is an extension of the coach, in my opinion. And and you have some good leaders in there. And whatever happens, I still feel that you're going to still have enough leaders in that locker room, so that say like if, if a Fletcher Cox or a Brandon Graham is gone. That they're going to be able, they're going to be guys that are going to step up and carry the torch. That's well, what it's all about. Yeah, it is, and obviously Jalen Hurts is, is a big part of that. Is, is really the next leader of this football team. But one th- one quick thing on what Clem said there about and held his own against Reed, close game. Let's not forget the Eagles were favored. Like what, like they definitely not, were favored. They were not underdogs in this game. They, they you know they were favored to win the game. So yes, it, it's a t- it, the coaching matchup certainly would give the edge to Reed. But I, I can't just say well he kept it close. He's supposed to win the game. Derek is up on WIP. Hey Derek. Yo, 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 Joe Gillio, what's the dealio? Welcome back, UD. <laughs> what's going on, what's man? Up, How you Derek? doing? <laughs> hey, look, I got one question. I got a couple of questions for you, too, real quick. First of all, how the heck they pull you back out the back of the league from the land, all them big girls down there? No strip club. How, how, how did I? Why? <laughs> How did they get you back down here? But I'm glad hey, man, they, hey, listen, it, it was tough because I, <laughs> you know, you this know, is this, 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 hey, all them strip clubs. This, this, I, you know what? I didn't get any chicken wings in a while, though. I had to see. I had I did a like it, Atlanta's so abundant with like beautiful people. That's what I'm saying. That I didn't have to go to the strip club to see people. Mm. Oh, but I hear you. it's the a beautiful people. It's beautiful people here in Philadelphia. You just gotta, you just gotta know where to go. <laughs> you gotta find them. You gotta find them. Like you know, in Atlanta, you can just go to the grocery store and it's like, bam. That's it. That's it. All the BBLs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but real quick, I was. Uh, I know you don't need the money, but I would love to have seen you and T T O in the celebrity boxing match. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't need Dude, the cake, but I would love you, to see it, that. It, it, it did. It never happened the way that it was reported. No matter how many times I tell people that, okay. people do not believe me. No, it, it, okay. They they believe what what they read instead of me, and we were there. It didn't happen like that. It's like an okay. urban legend. It yes. just continues. Okay. okay, I like. But look, I'm glad they brought you back, man. The big day show is funny again. You are funny, man. You had me dying a couple of minutes ago. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. But um, far as um the coach, the defense lost that game to me, giving up the two touchdowns in the red zone. They should have been coached better. They should have been well aware of what's going on. And I blame that Darius Slate, too. Big play, no play Slate. You know, because he should have been on tune with that. Make a play, Slate. Yeah, he didn't. He got burned on that one. And and look, the Derek, the, the idea, and you said out coach, certainly Gannon was was a big part of that. But Sirianni's the head coach. Like, you know, he exactly. he can he could notice those tendencies too. It's his job. They should have known better. They got jammed the first up to the same play on the reverse the same time. I mean, when I seen that, I said the game was over. Well, it, yeah. Well, the, the, when the second one happened, Derek, and then we appreciate the phone call. That was a disaster. When it, with you, it was one time they got beat on that motion in the in the red zone. But when it was the second one, it was like, man, did you happen to see what Andy Reid called that play? No, I didn't. He had a name for it. It was called Corn Dog. Oh, corn Dog. I did see Corn yeah, Dog. Corn dog. It was like a because they never they never defended it. They they ran it twice. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. Like sometimes, like playing football is like playing chess, and you you run certain plays or run certain motions to see how the team is going to adjust. And obviously, whenever they were they were scouting that play, somebody in the, in the booth was like, hey, listen, they're not going with the motion guy. 
They was like, bump it, run it then. They ran it twice. I think they ran Corn yeah. Dog twice. Yeah, the crazy part is um, they had mentioned, I think it was Biennemi mentioned, that they noticed that Doug Peterson did that to the Eagles. You know, The Jaguars played here in, in yeah. late, uh, late, early October, whatever it was, and they ran a similar play. They saw it on film. Like, look, look. And that's why they said it because they didn't adjust to it. Yeah. That, that This is a copycat league, and a lot of times <laughs> coaches will run certain plays to set up other plays mm-hmm. later on with like a money play, a money shot. And that's what it was. Yeah, and it, and it killed them there. Kenny from the Dirty 30s up. What's, What's up, up, Kenny? Joe, congratulations on the midday. Thank you, and Kenny. I appreciate you, that. I'm so happy to have you back, you, my um, man. Hey, Kenny. What's going on, How man? You How you doing? Uh, well, uh, apparently, after listening to you, I have a case of bunghole-itis. <laughs> <laughs> I spit my coffee out when you said that. <laughs> No, you know how it is, Kenny. Some people that get in certain situations, they get tight. They don't know what to do because they, they don't want to make a decision. They get bunghole-itis. Yeah, yeah, that's a scientific term yeah, for it. A, yeah, it's bunghole-itis. And I will be stealing that because I have so many people I work with that have it. <laughs> <laughs> you can have you. it, brother. It's, it's going it's around these days. It's all, yeah. it's all yours. <laughs> you made you made my day. Um, listen, I first off, on your coaching staff, can I be the cook? You could definitely be the cook. You're a you good cook, be, yeah, Kenny? definitely. Oh, I'm Italian, man. Well, I, I guess it's know. just you're born that we're, way. Yeah. We're, listen, I'm hiring all my friends because we're going to get fired in a year anyway. It don't matter. It don't matter if he can cook or not. We're getting fired after a year. We might not even make it a year. But we're gonna, you're going to get fired. Kenny, I just wrote you down in pen, so you're officially the cook. It's official. <laughs> all right, there you go. There you go. But Sirianni, I, I'm telling you, I, everybody, you, everybody you hear in the interviews, the players, they just love the guy. And Playing for someone you love as a coach, you know, I didn't play in the pros, but I played enough sports. I played for horrible coaches. I didn't want to go to practice, and I played for guys I loved. And I still got Little League coaches that I talked to because they just meant so much to me. And, you know, I, you, you were a pro. I don't know if that means something to a pro, but to me it does. It does. Like, like, having, like to this day, man, the only time that I didn't call Big Red after a game was the Super Bowl. Like, every time I would call Big Red and we would talk and, you know, I would say something to him and he would always get back to me. I still talk to Andy Reid to this day. But after the Super Bowl, he had to, like, Rick had to reach out. He, he put us on a group text. I think Ike was on it, a couple other guys. And he was like, you know, hey, guys, I know this was tough for you guys, you know, being from Philadelphia, but I guess he was trying to make us feel better knowing that you guys were the foundation for what we, we got. And I was like, well, thank you. Yeah. That don't make me feel any better. <laughs> right. But I, I get where you're going with that. I definitely get where you're going with that. Do you still have your ambassador sash, by the way? I do not have my sash. I do not have my badassador sash. Okay. But yeah, yeah, all right. Well, no, speaking of Big Red, though, you know, I said this to Ike. I wish we had that Big Red when you guys played, the one that knew how to conserve timeouts and that had made adjustments and that was not afraid to run the ball when he needed to. And uh, I hate that he had to learn on us to win over there. It is amazing how, how, you know, obviously we knew, and Kenny, we always appreciate him, man. He, uh, Andy was an outstanding coach here, but he's, he's become a great coach. Not that he wasn't, you know, he was really, really good here, you, but Andy now, it's like every button he pushes works now. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, and listen, that's why you, you have to give Coach Sirianni time, not a pass. I mean, because you're going to feel the way you feel, yeah. especially when you're financially invested the way that a lot of fans were. Well, we had the call and mention. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that hurts. That's a big chunk of cheese that you paid to go to Arizona. The unfortunate thing about about that trip is there was a lot going on in Arizona, and if you wanted to go, you came out of pocket to go because mm-hmm. they had what that, that Pan Am or whatever it was they had going on. Oh, there the, the uh, Waste Management Golf. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the golf thing. So, yeah, it, it was one of those things. So I, I get all of that. But 
when you look at Coach Reed now compared to what he was when he was here, he learned from a lot of the mistakes that he made, man. And that's what it's about. It's about going into situations like that, growing from them, and, and becoming a better coach because of those situations. Well, and hopefully for Nick Sirianni, that, that is the case, and he just gets better and better. 215-592-9494. I still have some reservations here about Sirianni. Steve in Ag Arbor Township. What's up, Steve? I don't have any reservations. He's got more than half the battle one because, you know, with today's athlete, he's got he's got them playing for him. And they obviously believe in his – his weirdo sayings, is, and for me, they're juvenile, but things he says sometimes, man, I mean, sound like he's talking to children. And, you know, to me, he's just a big kid. He knows how to coach. And the, and the guys are responding to him because, really, what are football players? They're big kids playing a kid's game. Um, number two, the Super Bowl. I mean, we were there till the bitter end. And, you know, the one thing that I keep saying is, you know, as the mistakes that we made, we were still there. We got a ripped call with Devontae Smith. You sh- and I don't care what anybody says that was a catch. And that stopped us from going in because they weren't stopping us in the first half. And the last game, the announcers of the game, Olsen, the guy he was with, said, that's the place you not a big call there. And you can hear their voices. They knew the game was over right there. Because they were disappointed that they didn't get a chance to call the last 50 minute and 50 seconds with the Eagles getting the ball back. And uh, last but not least, uh, Patrick Mahomes is the new golden child, man. I mean, if anybody has to see this by now, they're crazy. You're going to have to beat the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid. And also, they get all the calls at the end of the game as witnessed in the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl. Well, I see if we appreciate it. What do you think about that, Hugh? The, 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 the getting calls because he's the golden child. I, I, I hear you. I don't agree with it because that was a hold. The last play was a, like, like to your point and to Greg Olson's point, they never call that. They don't, but they called it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they called it. I mean, and, and can't nobody argue whether or not it was the right call. The, your argument, everybody's argument is they never call it. The moment. The, yeah, the moment. The moment. Yeah. They, you're arguing the moment, but you can't argue what actually happened. It's the same thing with Joseph Asai the week before. He pushed yeah. him out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that happened. You can't you can't argue that. I, I mean, I get it. I understand it hurts, and normally they don't call those. Doc even came on and said, hey, you play a game, and you know whether or not they're going to call that. They didn't call it the whole game. That's the problem. They just, yeah, yeah that, that's the issue. Yeah, it is. 215-592-9494. That was egregious, though. It was really egregious. Well, the first part of the hold, yeah. yeah, yeah he bad. got him, and he admitted it, it afterwards. It's just it's a shame it came down that. 215-592-9494. That is how you get aboard here. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillia with you on the midday. On the other side, all your phone calls at Sirianni, are you fully sold? I, I'm not. I still have some reservations on Nick Sirianni. And a veteran wide receiver became available yesterday. We'll tell you about it and whether or not the Eagles should look into it, along with all your phone calls on Sports Radio 94 WIP. And the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forest Casino, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drained tonight. I'm going with a pair of overs. Let's go with the over on John Morant's points and an over. Yeah, Joel's going over tonight. I'm assuming he plays tonight. Joel Embiid goes over tonight here in Philadelphia with his points. So plus FanDuel lets you even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger pat with a same game parlay. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 94 WIP. I really like the FanDuel app. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one. 
$1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O, FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the... Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hurts, this time fakes to Sanders. He's back. He is going deep down the far side of the field incomplete. Tried to get it to Quez Watkins, who was well covered on the play. Very well covered by Thornhill. Very, very close on the connection or trying to connect with Quez Watkins on a deep post route. I, I think it's one that you have to come up with. Yes. Because this ball hits both hands of Quez yes. Watkins. You have to make that play. Absolutely. But unlike A.J. Brown, Quez, when he has contact, just is not strong enough to play through the contact. True words there from Mike Quick. Welcome back. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. We have Kyle behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. Hugh, the, uh, the, I wouldn't call it a drop, but the missed opportunity there with Quez Watkins in the Super Bowl. And <laughs> a lot of people out there think the Eagles should try to upgrade that number three wide receiver position, which won't be easy, Hugh, but there was a, a veteran cut yesterday that's kind of interesting. Robert Woods cut by the Tennessee Titans. Now, last year when the Eagles were trying to get a receiver, right? So they, they had a lot of names were bantered around. Calvin Ridley was talked about before the whole thing went down with um, with the gambling and uh, Christian Kirk, Allen Robinson. Obviously, it eventually landed on, on A.J. Brown, which was great. But one of the names, Hugh, that we talked about last year was when the Rams traded Robert Woods to the Eagles being on that. Well, he's a free agent now. Yeah. I was just looking at his numbers, comparing him to Quez Watkins last year. He had 53 receptions compared to Quez's 33. 527 yards, two touchdowns compared to uh, Quez's 354 and no touchdowns. That's upgrade. The only thing that I would probably have a little pause with, but you probably need a veteran guy out there. He's 30, mm-hmm. 30 years old. Uh, probably can get him at a pretty good deal, you know, and have that that third wide receiver out there with those other two, uh, Devontae Adams and A.J. Brown. I, I I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I think it's interesting because he was, you know, he had the knee injury two years ago, right? In the middle of the year, he got hurt. And then last year, he wasn't, you know, like you mentioned the numbers. But before that, he had a run. I mean, look at his numbers. He had 86 catches and 90 catches, you know, 2018, 2019. Like he was actually 86, 90, 90. That's that's pretty crazy. That's That's not bad. I agree. But with the numbers, like the numbers from last year. I'll take those. Mm -hmm. I'll take those all day with these two young receivers that we already have. And the other thing about number, like I don't think they're going to spend a lot of money. I don't think they're going to use a high draft pick on a wide receiver. But Hugh, one thing to think about for next year: AJ Brown didn't miss any time. He had, he had one game; his ankle was kind of he rolled and he was banged up a little bit, but he was healthy. Mm-hmm. Devontae was fully healthy until he got banged up in the Super Bowl, but obviously finished the game. They were fully healthy at their top two wide receivers this year. That's probably not going to happen next year. So if AJ misses, a, you know, three weeks or whatever, or, or Devontae does. We're looking at Quez starting. I mean, that's I, – I don't mind Quez, but that's a lot. That's a that's a fear of yours? Yeah, a little bit after watching that, <laughs> that Super Bowl. That's why you're the quality control guy. You're always thinking, I'm thinking one or two, ahead. three steps ahead. Yeah, I get you on that. And, and Robert Woods, I think he would be a nice little veteran fit. He would be a nice fit with this squad. 
And the thing about it, because he got cut yesterday, he could sign now. He doesn't have to yeah, wait for free agency. got to wait to find it. So we'll see if the Eagles are in on that. But but I, I am intrigued by the idea of Robert Woods as a third receiver here. Aaron is in Philadelphia. What's yeah. up, Aaron? Aaron. How you doing? What's going on, man? Oh, yeah, man. Sirianni is a fraud, man. <laughs> if it wasn't for Jalen Hurts, he wouldn't be in the – he still wouldn't be coaching. He's a fraud. You know, come on, man. He came up with that hippie guru crap, Age of Aquarius, and <laughs> Flowers of Bees. Come on, man. Hey, you. You Yo. NFL player. Now, if you heard that crap, you would have been like what? I, you know, it, it all. <laughs> the flowers it all and the, on, it Are you watering and are you fertilizing every day? <laughs> it, it it all depends on the locker room. Like Andy Reid uh, was a quirky kind of dude too, man. Like like let's not forget now. Andy Reid used to try to tell jokes all the time that only he got, and he would laugh at them. Uh, so it's, yeah. it's it, it it it. Let me put it like this for you, bro. It uh, all it is how it plays in the locker room. If the guys okay. receive it well then that's all that matters because it's all about okay. in the locker room, in the NFL locker room, it's all about buying into what your head coach is selling. Okay. When you get to the big game, the big showdown, he had no clue. Gannon had no clue. And, 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 you know, it was such a shame that the Eagles fans, we wanted to be Andy Reid so bad. Y'all didn't realize that. We wanted to be choking Andy Reid so bad, man. And we got let down. That hurt so bad. Well, Aaron, it does. Yeah, it made it worse. I mean, it, losing to Andy for I think for a lot of people made it worse. And and Aaron, the, the point you made about you know in the big game that he didn't coach his best. That's fair. I mean, it doesn't mean he's a bad coach. I, I don't think he's, he's, he's quite, learning. Yeah, I don't think he's a fraud quite like Aaron. Aaron, we appreciate the phone call, but I, I do still have some reservations. Man, we got someone to call Nick Sirianni a fraud. They were yeah, in the Super was, Bowl eleven days ago. That was strong. I didn't expect that today. And and see, this is this is another thing that I find it fascinating. People are still looking at Andy Reid like he was the Andy Reid that was here that that made the decision that he made for this team when, when he was coaching the Eagles. Andy Reid has grown tremendously, mm-hmm. tremendously from that. And it's, it shows in the teams that he puts out there on the field. I mean, you know, I understand, you know, we like to live in a bubble, but, man, y'all, like, give Big Red his props, man. Give, give Big Red is a Hall of Fame coach. There's no question. He's, he's, he's a Hall of Fame coach. Big Red is Bill Belichick. When and 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 Big Red is Sirianni, like he's Bill Belichick. We played against the Patriots, mm. and Nick Sirianni is is uh, Andy Reid. So the other thing, and you to point on on Andy and how great he is. Until Mahomes, he has never had a Hall of Fame quarterback Not like that. Don, now, Donovan was, I think, close, but I, he, I don't think he he'll get in. Be- before he got Mahomes, Donovan was the best yes. quarterback and that he ever had. Besides that, it was Alex Smith, another good good quarterback, but not great. Yeah, Michael yeah. Vick was was good, right? But he, it, but he didn't have Michael Vick at the beginning exactly. of his career, and it was short. It was a yeah, brief. It was a short, yeah. short, yeah. short no, Vick short had Hall of Fame talent. It just yeah. you know his career was all over the place. But until he had Mahomes, he didn't have a Hall of Fame quarterback, and he won a lot. Yeah, I mean, Andy's great. Lost Andy. But but Nick Sirianni, I'm hoping he becomes that, and I'm yes. not sold. Yes, you, you know it's funny when you talk about Big Red and, and his legacy. He caught a lot of heat in Kansas City for trading up and getting Patrick Mahomes. Well, they, they had they had a good quarterback, good quarterback in Alex. Alex Smith. He traded up and got Patrick Mahomes with the first pick, and everybody was like, "You're an idiot! What are you doing?" Got him now. I mean, listen, that should tell you right there how important it is to have a signal caller. A, a trigger pull. Of course. You got to have that guy, man. You got to have that guy. And if you got somebody that if you put him in the right spot, you nurture him the right way, that he can flourish. That's why it's so important. It's so important 
to make sure whoever you marry him to, as far as the offense, offense coordinator is concerned, that he's the right guy. Well, that's why I'm, I'm a little critical in questioning your choice of John Ritchie for your offensive coordinator. you got to have the right guy. <laughs> you, you have to have it. So, wait a minute. So, that comes back to John Ritchie, huh? I like John Ritchie. Listen, my, my mindset, quality control guy, is that we're, we're not, we're not going to be long for this job. We got two strikes against us out the gate. <laughs> I'm African-American, number one. And I don't have that much coaching experience. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get this money, man. Well, I'm, I'm all let's for get that. This money. No, I'm not. I'm not turning and the just money. Just ride the wave. I just. I want to win some games while we're there. Well, that's probably not gonna happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> It'd probably be funny if we don't win. <laughs> We'd probably be better if we don't. I mean, because we're gonna we're gonna get fired. We're probably gonna get one of those three year deals. You know, we're gonna get a short deal, a couple mil. You know, I'll make sure everybody gets paid handsomely. And at the end of the day, we're going to ride out and get that golden parachute. We're going to parachute out with these golden parachutes and just ride off into the sunset. Serious question. Then we have some breaking news. Serious question. You as the head coach, Ike defense coordinator, Richie offense, me quality control, would we be that much worse than Urban Meyer was a year ago in Jacksonville? Uh, we ain't, I ain't put my hands up, no young lady dressing. Well, after, see, after the thing, we, I'm not we, doing that. Well, we're ahead of the curve right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing I'm that. I'm telling you. And I, I'm always flying back with the team. Well, that I mean, that was ridiculous. Yeah, that, it was. that didn't happen. All right, it we got was. some breaking news here. And uh, depending on your perspective, not great for the Eagles. Vance Joseph is accepting the Broncos defensive coordinator job. So Vance Joseph is out. Now, huh. wait a second. Before we go any further. Wait a minute, didn't they just fire him not too long ago? Has that ever happened before? You're going back to the scene of the crime? I'm, ser- I'm serious. I wonder if that's ever happened before where a coach was a head coach somewhere, got fired, and it went back as the coordinator. Well, you, you, uh, Sean Payton there, so... That's probably a good place to land. That's going to be a much better football. It team. is. And in a vacuum, it makes a lot of sense. Isn't it weird, though? Yeah, it's really weird. Like, you were the head coach, and now you're the coordinator. I wouldn't go back to Denver after the way they treated me. <laughs> like he, you, he, he fell into that same thing. He was only a coach for like a year. Is he, he still on the payroll for both? Like, is they still paying him to no, be the head probably, coach? Probably. <laughs> probably. You don't remember when he had the time of his life over there in Denver? The, the Sergio Oh, Dem- Yes. Do you remember that, Hugh? No, I don't. Oh, it, all right. So it was. This was. Uh, I think they had, like integrated the ESPN Deportes crew on <laughs> one of the uh, one of the primetime games with Denver, and uh-huh. they had the sideline reporter. His name was Sergio Dip, and he did this report on Vance Joseph. I actually have it here. I'll play it for you right now. It's a pleasure to be with you guys here on the field from up close, just watching Coach Vance Joseph from here. You watch him now on the screen. This diversity in his background is helping him a lot tonight. Quarterback at Colorado, defensive back in the NFL, and here he is having the time of his life. <laughs> He's back, having the time of his life again. I wouldn't go to Colorado. You wouldn't? Nah. Too cold? Snow? No, I mean, they fired me. Unceremonious. It's just, I, I think that's one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. <laughs> they fired me. I mean, and I know they all... T- all Things heal with time. Different owners, too. Yeah, it's a different, different ownership so yeah, group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it, but I wouldn't go back to Colorado. It just feels a little awkward. But So he's yeah. out. So now we're down to Sean Desai, Denard Wilson. We talked through Glenn Schumann yesterday, who's with the Georgia Bulldogs. And then a couple other guys, Shula and Minter. That, those seem like the five left. And, and there could be more names we don't know about. Yeah. But, but in the last two days... We're knocking off a coordinator a day on this show. Yeah. Yesterday we found out Jim Leonard's out. Every time we mention a name and, and speak highly of them, they, they, they're like, no, nah, we're good. Somewhere, somewhere, Denard Wilson's listening to this show. Like, hope those guys don't bring me up. I'm gonna lose this job before I even get it. They're ruining the, it for the, me. The coach was Schumann. Was who was it left? Just left for the hip. Uh, no, Jim that Leonard. Was Leonard. Leonard. Yeah. Leonard had the hip. He he had hip surgery. Yeah, that was just again a, kind of a bizarre take, reason. Take a year off. 
That was right after we became a Jim Leonard show, right, so I'm I very know. disappointed. Our that. first bit, it took two hours, it was but, done. But my question to, to you is this. Taking a year off from your job, who, pay, who paying that medical bill for that hip? Like, seriously, because if you're not working, you ain't, you ain't on Medicare. You ain't on Medicaid. You think no Wisconsin's paying? Because he's still technically their, their coordinator. I guess so, but he's taking a year off, though. Are you, are you hinting that you got something you got to take care of? You no, want to see the, the audience is going to pay for it? I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out. I'm just trying to figure out. Who pays? Like, because that's how you, when you get older, dog, that's how you think. You start thinking about, oh, wait a minute, who's going to pay these <laughs> medical bills? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I know. You know what I'm saying? Who covers that? Do I still have it for like a year? What, six months? What? Well, how does that work? Well, maybe if we talk about it, someone will reach out to us from <laughs> HR. Listen, you, if you need surgery, we'll take care of you. All right, let's go to Patrick here. He's up on WIP. What's up, Patrick? Hey, guys. How's it going? What's going on? Hey, Patrick. Hey, uh, you know, I, I can be your quarterback coach as long as it's Jalen Mahomes, Burrow, or Allen. See, now you're talking about us taking somebody else's job. I don't think they're going to give us the Eagles job here. I'm not trying. No, it's a whole new. We're a whole new staff. And to be totally honest, I would not want to be a head coach in Philadelphia, not for my first gig. Well, in, I mean, think about it, Hugh. Eleven days ago, Nick Sirianni had Eagles in the Super Bowl, and this morning I said I'm not sold on him. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, it's not. And it wouldn't be easy being here. It wouldn't be easy being here. What do you think on, on uh, Sirianni, Patrick? The way I look at it, I mean, this guy uh, last year, and I look at the Super Bowl last year. I thought he could be one and done after that two and five start. And he turned it around by week. He figured out what to do with Jalen and, you know, basically added the dual threat. And as, as you said, and I had in my notes there, it's a symbiotic relationship, right? Definitely. You're going to be a good coach if you have Jalen Hurts the way he played this year. Pretty much. Well, that's of course, right? I mean, I think yeah. any, you kind of pencil and you say any team gets MVP level quarterback play, they're probably going to win a good amount of games. Absolutely. Now, I look at the Super Bowl. He was out coached, but I didn't feel like he was overwhelmed. Okay. He really stuck with the keep away from Patrick concept. No doubt about it. The end of the first half, the, the last thing you wanted to do was give the ball back to Patrick. So he's like, I'll take a field goal. But I don't want to give it back to him. Yeah, and, and Patrick, yeah. I, I understand that, and and that makes a lot of sense because you you want to limit possessions to Patrick Mahomes. But boy, that that game it, clearly, as it, it went on, it it called for more points, and they could they could have had more. Absolutely, absolutely, and there, there's things to look at. But they basically did, as as you said earlier, they did keep it away from him pretty much. But I see this a lot now in the NFL. The coaches get a little too cute with this. You know, scoring a touchdown is really good. And even if the other guy gets the ball, okay, I, I you know, that, that, but that I see it a lot now in the NFL. Yeah, it's a elaborate chess match, man. And you're trying to outthink, like, you're, you're, you're basically, when you call certain things or do certain things, you're trying to anticipate how they might counter. Mm-hmm. And that's sometimes you overthink certain things. And I think a lot of times when you talk about the clock winding down the way that it did for our offense. I think that was going on a lot when the game started to look like it. The momentum started to look like it was changing. Right. I think that happened quite a bit. Yeah, and Patrick, we appreciate it. Sometimes I think, Hugh, that these coaches leave their timeouts in their pocket. Like when early in Andy's career, he used them too much, right? He yeah. used them too quickly, didn't have it at the end. I mean, now I, sometimes I think they're like, they hold on. The clock's running. Like, you have, it's less yeah, than a minute to go. Out. Yeah, but, but all of that comes, and it's unfortunate because we're talking about the biggest game of your career. All of those things that those mistakes that you made, you correct those. It, it comes with time. It comes with time. Andy Reid had to learn. He learned the hard way. 
and, and now he's he's a better coach for it. Mm-hmm. You know, because there was a lot of conversation like early on, like when he left Philadelphia, can Andy Reid break through? Is what is his legacy? Excuse me, what is his legacy going to be? Because he he never could get in the big game and win the big game and all this other stuff. So yeah. You learn from those mistakes, man, and you become a better coach for it. Yeah, and hopefully Sirianni will. And I think there's a lot of trust in this city that he will. Corey is at Columbus, Ohio. Listen on the Odyssey app. What's up, Corey? What up, Big U? O-H! That's right, I-O, baby. We got two Ohio legends. We got Hugh. We got Ike on the, you know, W-I-P. What up, Joe G? How we doing, Corey? What's up, buddy? Hey, man, Joe G, you the man because, you know, you you was – this is why I love Joe G. I usually call Marks and Reese more because, you know, my schedule at work, Joe was in the evenings. I always listen. He was ahead of the curve with Carson. He was ahead of the curve with Jalen. So I always that's why with he is my I mean, quality with, uh, control. That's Joe why he's gonna be my quality control guy. That's why right, I just right. I try to tell people. I, I you know I, I can yeah. lead the horse to water. I can't make people drink it. You know you know how it is, Corey. Yeah, but this this is my thing with Sirianni, and this is where I push back on him. We got to give Sirianni credit, kind of like the Andy Reid factor. Early in the career, Andy Reid, Andy Reid, you know he had some time management issues. You know he lost some big games for us, but he learned. Last year, and like I told uh, Kyle on the phone, no people. 180 days ago, uh, days ago, Jalen Hurts couldn't throw the football. Nope. Unless people, people were saying that. We got to mm-hmm. give Sirianni credit for being able to develop, you know, Jalen into a better player. Also, we talk about culture. He built that. I, I, I love Doug and what he brought to the city, but, but, but you know, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham, Fletch, them dudes was here when Alshon was talking to reporters. When 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 Cass was going on TV bashing the Eagles locker room and all that, them dudes was here, right? Corey, it's you bring up a great point, and I I do think you know, and I made it the point earlier that he has had some good leaders here, right? Kelsey and right. Graham and Hurts, but you but the point you bring up is totally fair. That those, a lot of those guys, the older guys, they were here, and the culture fell apart, you know, three years ago. So and Sirianni does get a lot of credit for for getting this locker room back together. My last my last point, and this is this is this is the, this is the point. Doug won us a Super Bowl. Let, let's 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 not get carried away with Doug Peterson. I've got the video. We all got the video of of, of the Super Bowl run. Jim Schwartz came up to Doug and said, "Hey, I'm gonna start getting aggressive here. I forgot on what drive it was to get you the ball back." Two plays later, he came up with the strip sack BG. That's all that Doug got. He got one defensive play. That's all we asked Gannon to give us was one defensive play. We're not asking him to stop Mahomes and hold him to ten points. All we needed was one stop. Gannon couldn't give it to that. Nick Foles called the best play in the Super Bowl. So Doug won us the Super Bowl, but it was a little bit luck. Give my man Sirianni some credit, man. Oh, yeah, I don't like that luck thing on Doug. I mean, Corey, I appreciate I, it. I'd rather be lucky than good. Me too. I, I, that, if that's what it was, baby, we had a parade. <laughs> I'll take that all And day. it was a heck of a parade. Yeah. No, no one in the city cares if it was luck or not. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard here. Are you fully sold on Nick Sirianni? I still have some reservations here. Mike is in Fishtown. What's up, Mike? Mike. <clears throat> hey, hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? Not much. Um, yeah, I'm all for Sirianni, man. It, it wasn't his fault that we lost the game. Um, you know, he, he's a good coach. This, this is what lost us the game, ready? Um, you got the first half. I have us up 35-7 to 7 at the first half if a few things don't happen. You got the three fluke things happen. Gamewell slips on the field all in one play. Gamewell slips on the field, gives us a third and one. Then we get a false start. And then Hurts fumbles. So take that seven points off the board for KC. Then you got the Smith catch. It should have never been reversed. He, if, he, if that's a catch, we have 
first down on the 15-yard line, we get that touchdown. And then if we ran the clock right at the end, we get another touchdown instead of a field goal. We're up 35-7. to And there's no way nobody's coming back from that. I don't care if you're Patrick Mahomes and talking about Mahomes, you guys are being way too generous with him for that game because he had 182 yards passing and he had two junk TDs. He sucked. What? what? Wait, 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 Mike, 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 we watched the same Super Bowl. What are we talking about? He sucked. I was at the game, and I was there, and there was five Cowboys fans rooting for a KC like they were like they were in the Super Bowl. Well, I'm not sure. Maybe, right maybe your view was obstructed from your seat, but he didn't suck in that game, Mike. Come on. Okay. He had 182 yards passing, 21 of 27, which is good. 182 yards passing is way under the average for a quarterback, it's like Wait a minute. 256. You said game. he was 21 for 27? Mm-hmm. Something say like that. that. Say that again. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good, so Mike. That, like, like, Mike, say, let that say Look, that again. Say let, 21 for 27 again. Okay, I'll say it again. 21-27. That, mean, that means out of, out of what? What, 27 pass he missed? What's the math on that? It's a high percentage. <laughs> I'll put it that way. <laughs> he had 182 yards. Wait a minute, quality control guy. What, what's the percentages of that? What's okay, the I'll get the percentage. <laughs> Two things, Mike. He only had eight possessions. They only had eight possessions. One and one of them started at the five yard line. When, when you're at the five yard line, you're not throwing for 80 yards in the possession. You're throwing for five. Like, what, what are we doing? We're pretending that Mahomes didn't play well. But Mike, the bottom line is, it seems like you just want to like Nick Sirianni wasn't part of the Super Bowl. No, was he, he was, but we would have. I'm well, not the way you're talking about him. He might as well sit and watch the game on the couch like me. By the way, it was 78. percent that, That's what I'm about to say. 78. That's, I'll take a 78 on a math test any day. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? I take that all day long. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, guys. What you what you don't know? We just told you. Well, how'd they lose? Wait a second. If if Mahomes wasn't that good, how'd they lose the game? Because of stupid fluke things that happen. We're up 35 to seven at the half. Mahomes ain't come back from that. Even if he did what he did in the thir- in the second half, we're still winning forty, and we did the same thing. We're winning forty-eight to like thirty-one or but something. But that like didn't that. happen, Mike. Also, also, if if the head coach is to punt the ball back to Mahomes, maybe this the whole thing doesn't happen. What I'm saying though is, it's not on Sirianni. It's it's different. Little things happen throughout the game that that made the results like that. We would. We could have been up 35-7 at the half, and nobody would even talk about this today because they would have got crushed. KC would have got crushed. I just hope we make it back for the Super Bowl next year. Right on that, we appreciate the phone call. Yeah, there's a lot. Little things happen, but little things add up in a big game. Yeah, they do, man, and, and that's what it is. You know how you always hear coaches say, one, one play – does not define a whole game. But a bunch of little plays mm-hmm. can definitely define. You know, you can go back and say time management, clock management, and 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 getting plays out as late as they did and, and, and having to hurry up and run plays and things of that nature. That hurt them that hurt the Eagles a little bit, especially towards the, the, the latter part of the game. You know, the fact that, you know, I know you you know you talk about Patrick Mahomes was twenty one for twenty seven, twenty six or whatever. That's that's pretty good. Seventy eight percent when you talk about only having what eight possessions in a yeah. game? Yep, that's phenomenal. That means that every possession that he had, he knew he had to, he had to be money on. Yeah, and in the second half, it was he was. I think the only incompletion he had was he threw the ball to the back of the end zone. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> dude, like like 
you you can't diminish you can't you can't diminish his ability or what he brings to the table. You can't diminish that. No, no, you cannot. And, and also, he beat him with his legs. Like that's not. Man, yeah, the twenty six yards hurt. Let's not pretend those plays don't count. They absolutely count. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's how you get aboard here. Are you fully sold on Nick Sirianni? Hugh is, Kyle is. I'm not. I, I'm, I, there's something about it that just gives me reservation about this guy. Good coach, but I have some reservation moving forward on Nick Sirianni. Where do you land on Sirianni? We'll take all your phone calls. And coming up, one hour from now, we're going to have Ruben Amaro and Mickey Moradini at one. We'll talk some Phillies latest in, from spring training, including Dave Dabrowski speaking today. Yesterday, Andrew Painter throwing. Every time Andrew Painter throws, everyone is all excited down there. It is exciting. Spring training in full swing. lot to get to. 215-592-9494 on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.